Hey, welcome to the Women in Marketing podcast. Stemming from our Facebook group, we talk with women in all stages of their careers. From their struggles to their advice and tips, we cover it all. Now let's get into it. All right, it's 11, so we will start. Welcome to our Women in Marketing Lunch and Learn. I think this is the third one that we've done so far. And today we have the wonderful Carrie Phillips, the CEO of the Content Factory and digital PR extraordinaire, talking with us about Harrow, which is Help a Reporter Out. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, share all of my tips and tricks with you. <laughs> We are so excited to hear them. And I have been going hard at Harrow for about two weeks now. I was terrified of it, but I have some pretty great successes that I want to share while you talk about it. And I think that for everyone, Harrow can work not only for their clients, but for your own business too, to get you some digital PR, some good SEO backlinks, lots of wonderful things. So Carrie, I will let you take the floor. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, so to start, my favorite thing about Hayro, and again, you can find it at helperreporter.com. Uh, my favorite thing, uh, my favorite thing about Hayro is that it's free. Uh, so the barrier to entry here is super, super low. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the service, essentially what it does is put literally hundreds of reporter queries in your inbox every week. Uh, and some of them are high tech based, some of them are entrepreneur based. If you have clients or if you yourself are trying to establish yourself or your C-suite as thought leaders in your industry, Hero is a highly effective way to do that. And again, it's free. Um, in the past, just for reference, uh, some Hero queries that I've landed for myself. Uh, earlier this week, I was in Miss Magazine talking about how Zoom video calls are like the death of the top knot, and I hate it, <laughs> hate them, uh, and all of the unpaid labor that we do in order to get read, uh, ready for you know these video Zoom calls that really don't need to happen. Uh, I've also been featured in NBC News. They refer to me as a CEO who takes job perks to the max. I get to keep that in my back pocket forever. Uh, I was called a digital nomad role model in Glamour magazine. That's nice on the LinkedIn. Um, and it, uh, what is it? A limit breaking, breaking female founder by Thrive Global. So if you're looking to have these types of titles that you can add to you know, your resume or to the C-suite's LinkedIn and also have killer social fodder uh, for, you know, as you promote these placements across social, Hero's the way to do it. Uh, if you have a product-based company, uh, you'll find a ton of gift guides that you can submit uh, submit your product to. Uh, in the past, we've gotten clients full features uh, on the Today Show through Hero. So really, anything is possible uh, if you work the system. The thing is, you got to stay consistent with uh, submitting your responses to queries and you need to respond in a way that's going to actually give the reporter what they need to take what you write and just like copy and paste it into their stories, which is killer because you get to then control all of your messaging. Uh, I guess I'll kind of take a breather there. Uh, does anybody have any immediate questions? 
I just wanted to share that I've been using that template that you have shared with us on the Content Factory's blog, um, the response template, and I have noticed that in using that template, my responses back from reporters have increased. It's much easier and quicker for me to respond to those inquiries every day because they come through three times a day in the inbox and I'm looking at them and it's a whole job in itself to kind of respond sometimes. So that template really speeds up the process. But I also was able to land my clients in CNBC with the template and I also have two more pending and I can't think of it right now, but um, I have one for myself that's about to be syndicated and another one. And I'm going to share this with the group once they are published. But my response back from reporters has only increased since using Carrie's tips and tricks. Well, and uh, as you develop these backlinks or these media placements, you're creating a network of high quality backlinks that money can't buy. Uh, the vast majority of links, I would say 90% of the links that we get for clients through Hayrow are do follow links, which means as you start getting all of these, you know, major media hits, that's signaling to the search crawlers that, you know, your site is an authority because your site is being linked to by all of these other websites that have a high domain authority. Um, so even if your primary purpose or your primary goal isn't to, you know, make a splash and get lots of media outlets talking about your brand from a PR perspective, uh, there's a ton of value there from an SEO perspective. And those backlinks can make a huge difference in where your site ranks over time. Uh, Stephanie has mentioned the uh, Hero pitching template that my team uses over at the Content Factory. Uh, I'm the CEO of the Content Factory. Uh, we represent brands ranging from Astroglide to Hollywood to Fracture to enterprise-level software as a service companies. Uh, so we kind of like, our clients run the gamut, and Hayro does too. So we found that Hayro is a highly effective tool no matter what industry you're in, uh, whether you're providing services or products or just trying to establish yourself as a thought leader. And we found that, like, Reporters are looking for responses in a very specific way, and if you know that formula, it becomes a lot easier to respond to the queries, because it's kind of more of like a copy-paste and modify job. And uh, you'll get you'll get more hits. You'll get a better, a better response rate. So if you Google content factory, uh, how to write a hero pitch that works, you'll find uh, our downloadable temp template, it's free. And uh, there's also, in that blog post, a complete guide to Hayro that really explains all of the benefits. Uh, I'm probably missing some points. I'm just a huge fan of Hayro in general. That's great. Um, we are going to actually leave those links inside. We're streaming live on Facebook right now in the group, as well as on Clubhouse. So we will make sure that we get those links put in and this entire conversation saved so that you can easily access the um, blog post and the template that we're talking about. Nice. Hi, Facebook. <laughs> if, if anybody has any questions, let me know. Thank you. One of the questions that somebody asked me is, how do you calculate the value of the media coverage that you get through Harrow? How do you quantify that for your clients? 
Sure. Uh, so there's a couple different ways that you can do this. Uh, the most direct way, especially if it's a product focused placement, is how much, like how many clicks came through to the site and then how many sales resulted in those clicks. Uh, we have a weighted blanket client uh, that I think it's wire cutter, good housekeeping, and the bulletproof blog. Uh, of all places. Uh, those are three of the biggest placements that we got them in terms of uh, consistently driving sales. And what's great is that like a lot of these reporters are learning SEO too. So if you land your client or yourself in a product focused uh, like media placement and an article, chances are somebody has SEO'd that. So there's a good chance that over time, that post will continue to rank and continue to drive sales to your website uh, or of your products. So again, using the weighted blanket client that we have as an example, every year those links send at least $100,000 in sales to our company. And those links are several years old, still, <laughs> still driving sales, right? So there's one way you can look at it is it, like directly tying it to the sales that are gener generated from the media placements. Uh, the industry standard is uh, ad value equivalent. So how much would it cost for you to purchase that same amount of ad space uh, in the publication? And then you wanna multiply that number by three because people tend to ignore ads. But if you're mentioned, especially like raved about in content, it has like an editorial endorsement to it that uh, people tend to pay attention to a lot better. And so Edward Bernays, the uh, godfather of PR, decided a long time ago that it's three times ad rate. And uh, some tools that offer like different calculations, we prefer Cisions. Uh, we use Cision, C-I-S-I-O-N. It's a very expensive PR tool and its primary benefit from my perspective is the ad value equivalency numbers. Um, it's just like as a, a, an idea of what's possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for Hollywood, our uh, high quality outdoor recycled furniture client, uh, we were able to generate for them last year, I think it was a little over $2 million in media coverage. Uh, most of that, was through Hayro. Uh, we have similar stories with other clients. Usually it ranges just if you only isolate the links and media coverage that we're able to secure for clients on a year long basis when we go hard at it because I pay my staff to do that. Uh, we almost always generate at least a million dollars in media coverage per year for our clients. So like that's how much it can be worth. And that's, that's why my agency is able to charge a lot. And in the course of, because we provide the value, right? But also in the course of working with these journalists, you're going to find that you work with a lot of the same journalists over time. And then as they get to know you, if you build those relationships properly, they start reaching out to you directly instead of even sending a hero query. And that's another key benefit of, you know, being an agency that's been around for 10 years is we have those 10 year relationships with a lot of high, high profile, prolific journalists. So if you as somebody who's starting out uh, on your Hayro journey 
as you start getting media coverage, if you work on making sure that when you promote those placements, you tag the journalists, you send the journalists a nice thank you note, et cetera, uh, over time, you will build those relationships and it will pay off and more media coverage uh, outside of payroll. That's awesome, Carrie. I, I absolutely love that. And another question that I get a lot from the small business owners is how do I even get in touch with these reporters? How do I even start with like DIY my own PR? Um, and I think Hero is so accessible because it's free and yep. you can do it on your own time. Yep. Yeah, I, I would uh, 100% in all cases recommend starting out with Hero. And then, and then once you get some media coverage, it becomes a lot easier to get more media coverage. It's like, you know how famous people who are, are rich are always getting free stuff? Same yeah. kind of principle. Like once you get media coverage, you can say as featured in X, Y, and Z outlets. And then that makes you, like it establishes your legitimacy with journalists because their colleagues at these three outlets that you just named check that they've definitely heard of and said nice things about you. Sorry, I was talking while I was muted. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions for Carrie or for anybody about Hero or digital PR? We would love to take your questions. Um, you know, leave them in the chat if you're on Facebook and April will relay them to us or raise your hand if you're in the room here with us on Clubhouse. But 
like there's not a lot of moderation that we need. Everybody just gets along. They're so helpful. Everybody's really motivated to share and learn from each other. And that's what makes the group so great. And I think in turn, that is what motivates us as the founders to continue to volunteer our time to bring these educational like lunch and learns and different like value added benefits to the group. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving these lunch and learns because I've learned a lot of things while lunching with you. <laughs> and I'm happy to be participating in this one. Uh, one other thing that uh, occurred to me with regard to Hero, if you have a product, uh, if you are a product-based company uh, and you do not have an affiliate program, what I mean by that is uh, if your product is not available on Amazon, let's say, and Amazon's the number one uh, platform that most of these journalists are requesting. Here's a fun fact about the journalism industry as it stands today, and I like air quote fun real hard there. Um, subscriptions are down. No. Monetizes through advertisers. But like those ad dollars are getting fewer and further between. So the way that they're monetizing now is through affiliate links. So every time they name check a, a product in, uh, in their article, uh, if you click through and you buy, then they get a, a piece of that sale. And this is how they're, they're making a lot of money doing this and there's an opportunity there for brands that do have, um, you know, Amazon links set up. Uh, and if you don't, it will 100% negatively impact the amount of coverage that you're able to get because the editorial policies of way too many outlets is unless it's available on Amazon or through some sort of like affiliate platform, uh, I think it was, I can't remember the others. This is like not my scope of business, uh, but it's something that we talk a, a lot about in general at the agency. If you do not have uh, your products for sale via like some sort of platform that the outlets can get paid back on it, you're probably missing out on like 40% of the coverage that you could get and probably closer to 60 or 75% of that product driven coverage it's actually going to result in click-throughs and sales. So imagine if somebody's tasked with putting together a, uh, a Valentine's Day gift guide, right? Uh, best uh, gifts to get your Valentine in your first year of marriage or something highly specific and searchable. Uh, it's highly likely that every single item in that, in that rundown is uh, linked to an affiliate platform that's going to result in some of your money going to the media outlet itself. So Carrie, when you're responding to the reporter about that, is that something that you point out in your response? Um, do you just automatically include an affiliate link for them? Or do you say, if you publish this, I'll create one for you? How do you handle that? Uh, in, in most cases, it just is front and center in the Hero query. Don't even respond if you're not on the Amazon platform or you don't have some products on the Amazon platform. 
from an SEO perspective, the ideal option is always to get the link directly to the website. Um, so what you're missing by you know offering out an Amazon affiliate link instead of a link to the website is that although that link has value in the sense uh, that it could drive sales, it does not have value in like any kind of SEO way. Sorry, I'm having a minor emergency with a small child and he made a giant mess. So April, can you <laughs> cover for me, girl? I can just pick up and talk some more too. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Hannah, let's invite Hannah as a speaker. Hannah, can you can talk now. Nice to see you here. Nice to see Stephanie, Carrie. Um, so I have a question. I was just I haven't been here the whole time, so potentially you've covered this in some way already, but um, I just caught the tail end of you talking about the affiliate stuff. So in terms of I mean, what I do is I train virtual assistants, I have a course on how to do that, I have a matchmaking service. Um, how would would that be something that would benefit me if I had a small product somewhere on Amazon? Like it, could you see that working for the type of coverage that you could Awesome, thank you. That's really helpful. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't leaving any money on the table, so to say. <laughs> hey, Carrie, I have a question for you. So for somebody who's trying to be a thought leader, obviously they're not going to be using an affiliate link, but would something like including their follower count or their different social media profiles be a benefit to them when submitting um, their inquiry? A hundred percent, but like, don't go bragging about 454 followers. Right. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, if you if you've got if you've got impressive social media followings, by that I mean, I mean it depends on the size of the brand, but like if if you've got like ten thousand anywhere, I think that that's that's worth mentioning. And it does like especially when you're coming in cold to a journalist who's who you've never worked with before, uh, establishing your legitimacy in any way you can up front. Well, like if you introduce yourself that way or your client that way, in the first paragraph, uh, you'll like catch their interest and they'll already know that you're probably somebody who knows what they're talking about. So whether you do that through previous media placements, whether you do that through like awards that you've won or your company has won, um, or if you do that through your follower account, and I think that like what you cite also depends on the query that you're responding to. So uh, for some queries, I might like name check the limit breaking female founder or CEO who takes job perks to the max. If I'm focusing on like business driven, uh, business driven media placements, but if I'm focusing on uh, like SEO, if I'm answering a question about SEO or content marketing, I'd be more likely to cite that like I was ranked one of the top three women in SEO by Surfstat. Right, so like you pick and choose the legitimacy that you drop based on what's going to be most relevant to the reporter, the outlet, and the story that they're writing. Great, thank you. I had another question for you, and, and mostly for the benefit of the audience and those listening. When you're responding to these inquiries, 
it might naturally, you might naturally want to become very wordy and really over explain, but I don't think that's what the reporters are looking for. So as far as length of response, what are your best practices, Carrie? Uh, it depends. Nobody likes hearing that, <laughs> but, but really it depends. Uh, because sometimes I'll write, I'll write, if it gets over a thousand words, I'm like, you should stop. But like, if I have a lot to say, maybe they ask five questions, right? In each of the questions, like in order to make your points, you need to write like 250 words. That becomes a very long email. So what I'll do is I'll pick like a couple of the points that I can offer unique insight on uh, and just address those. And then say, if you would like me to answer the rest, I'm happy to, but I just wanted to give you an idea and I don't want to waste anybody's time, right? If you follow the, uh, the payroll pitch template that's in that blog post, you really can't go wrong. Uh, but you want to make sure that you are, A, answering the reporter's question. They are never going to respond to you if you say, hi, I'm an expert or I have an expert for this. Uh, feel free to call me or email me back if you'd like a quote. There are people doing a better job than that who are actually answering the question in a way that the journalist can copy paste, plug it into their article, and then turn their article into the editor and move on to their next piece, right? Uh, it's like the easier you make it on that reporter, the more likely you are to get that media placement. A hundred percent. And it, when it comes to standing up from the crowd, there's a variety of ways that you can do this. So, um, I think it was Jenna asked about uh, whether to plug your social media following. The answer to that is always yes at the end when you're offering. I always include a line. Uh, if you let me know when the placement goes live, I'll be sure to promo it to our 50K email subscribers and social media followers. That tells them that they're going to get a boost. And then we actually follow through on that promise and tag them and tag the uh, outlet in the process. And when, like a lot of these placements are evergreen. So each time you get a media placement, don't just promote that thing once. I promote it once a month for the next year. Uh, as long as it's relevant, it's still gonna read as fresh content to your Twitter feed, right? Uh, but then that journalist sees that you consistently re-promote their content and journalists are held accountable to page views and clicks. So if uh, the journalist sees that you consistently play ball with regard to effectively promoting the content on a consistent basis after you know, it goes live and you're featured in it, they're going to be, in my experience, a lot more likely to want to work with you in the future because they're going to want that, that social promo on the back end. That's awesome. And that is so good to know. I think that will help so many of us to know how to respond better and to get better results from the reporters back to us, too. Very uh, another, a, a couple other points uh, with regard to, like, how to stand out. Um, my favorite example, although it's, it's, it's just the first thing that came to mind today, and I've been regurgitating it for, like, three years. But if a reporter is looking for your like a list of top business books, right? And believe all those are going to be Amazon affiliates. But if a reporter's looking for the best business book and you submit the five hour work week, you're going to be in competition with the 10,000 other people who said the same thing. 
But if you say something kind of obscure, like the art of war for executives, for example, you are much more likely going to be included in the article because you're not going to be competing with duplicate content or duplicate information. So if a reporter is asking for best tips, don't give him or her something, don't give them rather, uh, like basic tips that you think other people are going to submit as well. Try and think outside of the box, maybe give one of your more obscure ideas, and there's a much bigger chance that you'll be included as a result. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does anyone have any questions for Carrie? Raise your hand. I knew you were going to raise your hand, Suki. Hold on. <laughs> hey, what gave it away? How did you know I was going <laughs> to I love when you chime in on our chats. <laughs> I am loving the subjects because here's the thing. This particular subject is one of those things where you hear about it here and there, but you never know how it really works. And I'm so happy that you did this. Um, so Carrie, here's my question to you. Um, as you know, as far as your presence online as a business owner, you're always trying to find that particular niche, those particular people that you relate with, that your product or service is for them, and just do the best you can to serve them. As far as creating a relationship with reporters that are particularly needing stories or writing or content in a particular topic or sets of topics that you're good at providing information in or your business falls into, what would you recommend the best practices are? I know it's really important to create a relationship with them ongoing, but is there anything you would, you would recommend best practices? Sure. Uh, this is going outside of the scope of Hey Row, right? But like, uh, happy to discuss that too. Uh, if you call a list of reporters, track down their email uh, addresses, you know that they cover stories now. Not like Because if you go through Cision or basically any other PR tool and you do an industry search, uh, it's going to pull every article that that journal journalist has written in like the last five years. So if you're a maternity bra company, and uh, you do a search on journalists who have written about bras, and you find a lady who went off beat three years ago, did a bra digest of which one of them was a maternity bra, and you pitch her, uh, she's not going to be down for that pitch because she hasn't written about that kind of thing in a very long time. Uh, that's a very specific example because it happened to Rachel Weingarten, who is uh, the Content Factory's on-staff journalist expert. So we actually uh, hired a journalist to help advise our team on pitching best practices and also like how do you uh, build these relationships with journalists, like authentic relationships where like nobody's feeling used and dirty about it. Um, we've had huge success with just emailing each individual journalist on the list that you pull and say, hey, I noticed that you cover XYZ topic a lot. I wanted to let you know that I'm an expert in XYZ. I've got this killer product, one, two, three. Uh, if you find yourself working on any stories in the future that I might be able to you know, provide insight on, I'm happy to turn around quotes on a very fast basis. That's really important that I'm happy to turn around quotes quickly 
goes a long way because a lot of journalists are working on like 12 hour timelines. So, and it's one of journalists' biggest pet peeves. If somebody says, you know, I can get you this quote by X time, and then they don't get that quote, it causes huge headaches for the journalist. So if you can dangle that carrot of I'll be fast to respond, uh, they'll appreciate you more, they'll keep that in mind in the future, and they will reach out to you. Maybe not next week, but like sometimes journalists file away sources and I'll reach out to them six months later. Okay, that's an awesome info. So time urgency is, is an extremely important factor. Yep. To maintain the relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, like, as, again, like, are, are you following all of these people on all of their social platforms? Don't be creepy and send them Facebook messages, but like, liking or retweeting their tweets. I, I'm a huge fan of Twitter for PR. Uh, Twitter tends to be the number one hangout spot for journalists. Um, and they're highly accessible there. So like in the past, we've even sent pitches via tweet. Um, I once sent a pitch via a tweet to a journalist I'd never talked to before and it turned into a two page spread and wired magazine for the client. So like it, it really is just about what kind of story do you have? What kind of product do you have? Does it fit with what the reporter is looking for right now? Or can you get on their radar? Like, like their tweets for weeks before you send your pitch? Because then they'll already know who you are. Uh, and that's kind of like a sly way of making yourself known before they pitch you or before you send the pitch. Because then they're like, oh, I, I can't remember where I heard that person. But it like, sounds familiar, right? And that can go a long way to getting your foot in the door. Okay, that's 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 awesome. Cause um, my instinct, to be honest with you, as I follow what they do, and, and if I know there's a particular idea I feel like I can help them with, my instinct would always be go on Instagram, send them a DM, get their attention, and then see if we start a conversation from there. But I, we wouldn't think that there's a sort of a there's sort of a preferred unintrusive platform to use, and that Twitter is much better for it. A thousand percent. And, and a lot of journalists are really not into that insta game. You know, um, I, we've worked with Dan Tynan, who uh, he's the former editor in chief of Yahoo Tech. Uh, he writes for The Guardian and just like a ton of other places, high level, uh, high level guy. Uh, we've worked with him for a decade. Uh, I sold him his first Bitcoin in 2013. You're one of our clients. It was, it was a fun time. But like we built these relationships, I swear, through Twitter. And that dude is really not even on Instagram. And a lot of the journalists that we work with now that I'm thinking about it, uh, a lot of them are not on Instagram at all. But basically all of them are on Twitter. And they're all happy to talk about their work on Twitter. And like you'll know what they're currently working on if you create like lists of journalists that you want to target and then just like, focus on consuming the content in that list. Uh, it'll give you an easy way to interact with them. And uh, again, over time, I think that makes a really huge difference. Awesome. Hi, Carrie. Okay, I think everyone can hear me now. Um, we are hitting like the half or, you know, the 35 minute mark. So we do have to wrap up soon. If anyone wants to get in some final questions, um, we should be good to go. But thank you, Carrie, so much. I have enjoyed all of your conversation. 
It's been great. And I'm definitely going to look up this stuff. If I could leave with just one last thing. Absolutely, yeah. Do not. This is a huge mistake that people make. So let's say that you're responding to Halo queries for like a month. You're really going hard at it. And, like, you know, you've got Google alerts set up and nothing's come through. Reporters haven't told you that any of the placements have gone live. It's because in 90% of cases, journalists have no idea when this story is going to go live or when it does go live. Their editors don't even notify them. So uh, we use BuzzSumo for tracking. We also use Cision for this tracking, but BuzzSumo is more effective and, and cheaper uh, for backlink monitoring. Because if you're relying on Google Analytics, or sorry, Google Alerts, to pull all of your media mentions, it's going to pick up like 5% of them. It is a shockingly low percentage of media hits that will be picked up, and it's just Google Alerts are trash, and they have been for a long time. You can get around that by regularly monitoring uh, your brand on BuzzSumo, or you can go the old-fashioned way and Google yourself and your company every day uh, and set it to the last 24 hours. And you'll find media placements that you didn't even know that you got. That's awesome. Seriously, like seven years ago, this would have made my job so much. I don't want to say easier, but definitely easier. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie, so much. No problem. It's, it's really not that hard. And for people who were intimidated by sending their first pitches to journalists, if, if you use that template, it's plug and play. It takes a lot of anxiety out of it. And as soon as you get your first media placement, you're going to get like a rush and it all becomes like the pieces of the puzzle start coming together and uh, it, it becomes a lot easier. But I don't want people to be intimidated by the process or prospect of reaching out to journalists that they might know and admire. Payroll makes that incredibly easy. And again, these journalists are looking for your help. And by submitting these queries, they're actively asking for it. So like, don't let imposter syndrome or like, the intimidation of it all stop you from making progress on this front because it's really easy. I've trained hundreds of people how to do it. And if you stay at it for, I think, even two weeks, you'd get some hits. Stephanie, when you started going hard at payroll, how long did it take you before the hits started rolling in? I think it was like a week, honestly. Um, and even this week, I've talked to three reporters just by spending some time after my kids go to bed to respond to some of these inquiries using the template. I've talked to a few that I'm fairly confident are going to turn into actual articles. And, and like you said, period, it is addicting. When my client showed up in Her Money and Acorns and CNBC, it's like, oh my gosh, this is possible. This is really possible. And this is like such a value that I can provide to my clients, it made me feel on top of the world. And then I was just more motivated to do it. And it terrified me before I got into it. Yeah, but the clients love it so much. Isn't like the client feedback so much worth it? Because did, did your client ever expect to be in CNBC money? Right, no. Or her money or any of these places. Like, it, And it seems like magic to them. Like suddenly you're this high-powered publicist and really all you have is hammer with a pitch template. Yeah, yeah, like I can put that that media mention on my website now. Oh my god, am I somebody? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, as featured. You are. Yes. Uh -huh. You are. It's it's very very cool for clients, and I um I was a little bit in 
intimidated to respond as myself under my own agency as an expert in the world of digital marketing and SEO. And that was one of the last kind of like hero steps that I needed to take to feel really confident in it. And I have submitted myself now probably about four times with like responses. And I know imposter syndrome is something that we talk about a lot and saying, okay, do I really feel confident in this? media mentioned like am I going to be in the paper people are going to argue with me <laughs> it's, it's crazy but I just jumped and using that template it's really easy to just say okay I'm going to do it I'm just going to fill in the blanks and I'm going to hit that and I'm going to close my eyes and wait <laughs> but it, it's, it's worth it it's worth it and it makes it easy and now I would say after three weeks of really doing Harrow regularly as a part of just my business and my day I'm really confident in it now. It doesn't take that long to feel like you've got the hang of it. Yeah, I think you can name that tune in just like two or three days. But by the time you get your fifth pitch out, it's kind of like, oh, this again, right? Yeah. I put on my Facebook page, I'm like, I'm finding pitches for people that aren't even my clients. Like, <laughs> I sent one over to a friend of mine who's um, a child sleep specialist and I'm like oh my gosh this is so up your alley just give me some bites respond to this question I'll, res I'll, I'll send it on your behalf and she was like are you serious <laughs> I'm like yes I just I see this opportunity for you you're the expert let's see what happens well and that's another great point I know we're coming up on the end of time but like you really nailed it there because I have pulled that party trick too do you know how many of my friends have been, I, I got my ex-boyfriend in Playboy and Forbes in one month. Just oh, as a, like, hey, for, but like when you do that for your friends, and it's really no extra work. Like, Stephanie, what does that take you, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, it was all told with the template. Hi. And it's, it's wonderful because now my friend is like, you're really looking out for me. I'm like, yeah, I, I am looking out for you. I'm absolutely looking out for you. And yeah, it's something I read anyway. Well, yeah, and, and if that placement hits, she's that friend is really you, they're gonna owe you one. I like to collect interesting people and favors, and <laughs> it was a great way to start collecting favors from friends or you know, like if if you want to warm up a lead, maybe a client that you might want to sign, you can be like, hey, I saw this. I think this opportunity would be perfect for you. Would you like me to respond? Then if you nail it, you can be like, hey, I brought you media coverage and you didn't even hire me. Let's talk about a contract, right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's a really great technique. All things are possible through HeyRap and hard oh. work. <laughs> well, Carrie, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Um, all of this has been valuable, and I've even learned things that I didn't know before about Harrow. And I have a lot of takeaways. We're going to make sure that we get your links to that blog post and the template in our Facebook Live. And we're going to save this for other people to watch. It'll be in the group if you want to watch it again, if you missed something. Um, but thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you, Carrie. It's been great. I learned so much. You have no idea. I'm going to spend, like, hours now on Arrow. <laughs> I'm happy to come back and talk about PR social media, content, content marketing, any, anytime you want. I, Thank you I so much. I love what I do. I'm very fortunate to be able to say that I geek out over this stuff. And I, I love the women in marketing Facebook group. So anything I can do to help 
drop some knowledge in a way that brings value to the members, I'm very happy to participate. You're amazing. Thank you. I seriously have learned so much. I really am going to spend time right now on Harrow. <laughs> Do it. It's worth it. If you just carve out 30 minutes a day, and, and I swear, or 30 minutes a day, 30 days or less, if you don't have media coverage, come talk to me and we'll figure out what the problem is. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I am, like, obsessed now. This is going to be what I do all day. <laughs> and if anybody has wins, if anybody lands any media coverage after this using the techniques that we've talked about, we want to hear about it. We want to, you know, toot your horn for you. We want to talk about it. And I'm sure Carrie would love feedback on the Harrow template. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if you tell me, I'll help you promo the post. You know, uh... I'll put some extra likes and retweets on that that the journalist is going to love. Wonderful. That is so awesome.